Welcome to Multiple Lenses. Multiple Lenses is a podcast that looks at topics around entrepreneurship from multiple perspectives, which is why the name Multiple Lenses. The goal is to start making you think about various questions, practices, and things you knew or didn't know, right? The goal is just to make you think. I'm your host, Ravi Vyas. Let's get started. Our very first topic is going to be leadership. Now, leadership is a very interesting topic. Leadership is many things to many people. When we think of leadership, uh, uh, what comes to a lot of people's minds are CEOs. After all, CEOs are, are at the top of a company. They are the leaders of the company. The company looks up to CEOs to lead them into the next profit-making round, in the next uh, disruptive, uh, take them to the next disruptive place and make sure that they're not disrupted themselves. In fact, uh, I was in a WhatsApp chat group uh, a little while ago where somebody was asking about which of the founders should be the CEO. And my answer, and I'll literally read it out to you, is a CEO will be the strongest generalist in the team and the best storyteller. He or she is also the person willing to give up the most control and delegate as much as possible. The CEO also has the best rapport in the team because keeping the team together is also the job of the CEO. So the strongest technical person must be the CTO, even if that person wants to be the CEO, right? If you have somebody who's good at marketing but does not understand other aspects of the business, that person might be better off being the chief marketing officer and so on. While the CEO might seem like a grand title to everyone and they chase it, it's not an easy job. What I told the, that person was to play to the strengths of the people and not to the role of the CEO. What you'll immediately notice in the answer I just read out was that leadership is about multiple things. Great leaders are people who take the team along. Great leaders are storytellers. Great leaders are also willing to give up control and delegate as much as possible. Their job is actually building great teams. In addition, what great leaders do is also reduce ambiguity. How do they reduce the ambiguity? Well, they keep track of known knowns, the known unknowns, the unknown knowns, and the unknown unknowns. That way, they're in the best position to have clarity of thought and to be the best place when the future does arrive. Right? That also means that the great leaders will also be keeping track of uh, all the internal and external influences that can influence their company. If you look at what Jack Wells kind of mentioned what leaders are, leaders are basically chief meaning officers. They are the people who always know where you're going, why you're going there, and what is in it for the team to get there. Now, these are the same points that we kind of sort of discussed, right? The leaders always need to know where the company is going, right? And ideally, you're going to a place that will give you massive returns in terms of revenue in most cases, or in terms of giving you a leg up in, in with competition, right? And you also know why you're going there. Why is Google today chasing AI? Because they believe it'll be a big differentiator for them, right? And that third point is so critical. Letting the team know what is in it for them is important because 
leaders are by themselves nothing right they are not going to sit and build products market it code support customers etc a team has to do it and the leader is basically kind of sort of managing that team but unless you can build that team unless you can give everybody a dream for them to work with or work for they're not going to be working for you and if you don't have the best team you're not going to have the best product or service out there and by extension you're not going to be the best leader in one of his blogs andy raskin comes to a similar point he says great leaders are great thinkers and orators basically they are great storytellers and for him leadership is the art of inspiring others to help you make a story come true now steve jobs didn't invent the iphone but he made sure one everybody who was building it was completely in it more importantly he also made all of us who are owners of the iphone actually feel special he gave us a story around the iphone and for that fa- on the matter of fact the ipad apple etc he was one of the best storytellers another great storyteller in our generation right now uh is elon musk i mean how many leaders do you think will come and say we need to go to mars because there is no plan b and he can actually ma- sell it to us in most cases people would think that guy has lost it but not not a bunch of us we are always there with him on twitter right we always keep pushing we need more people like elon musk elon musk is a genius he is a great storyteller at the end of the day let's go back to a point that i mentioned some time back leaders basically know the internal and external influences what do i mean by that basically leaders are always aware of their strengths and their weaknesses they are aware of competition strengths and weaknesses and the external macro and micro environments a great example as to how to actually leverage those influence points is actually to see what steve jobs did when he came back to apple when he came back to apple apple basically had a lot of products but they were struggling they were a few months away from being bankrupt so the first thing he, steve jobs did was basically cut down their product line now which is in retrospect very intelligent right you have the same number of people right but they are suddenly working only on a smaller num- they are working on a smaller number of products so la- you'll hopefully turn out better products only when you do that will you be able to make sure the company survives the other thing that also did was basically give focus to everybody working right which goes back to the question as to why are the people working and what is in it for them now if they if you're only working on a few products they they there's a stronger connection to the goal that you need that product to be the best as an extension of being aware uh, i wrote a blog post sometime back on my personal blog where i basically mentioned uh the concept of zooming in and zooming out leaders are in fact great at zooming in and zooming out which also by extension makes them great uh at breaking problems down and the reason you want to break problems down is basically make your team's life easier i came across a similar concept uh but much better explained uh by tim o'reilly who basically calls it building a map and building a map is actually a great way to look at stuff uh for leaders the way he explains it is very nice basically maps show where you are maps show you where you're going maps show you multiple ways to get there and maps show you what's on the way so that you can kind of build the best route to go where you, to reach where you're going 
Now, while I've not seen maps by leaders, uh, Tim O'Reilly kind of uh, draws out a bunch of them for very popular startups right now. What I have done personally is try to see if I can explain the entire business uh, and its influences uh, on a single s slide during a presentation. That way it allows me to showcase, rather it allowed me to showcase what were some of the challenges that the company was facing and what were some of the opportunities. And the reason uh, I'm kind of talking about maps is basically, if you think of it, great leaders are able to predict the future uh, at a higher rate of success than anybody else. But the thing is, great leaders are not oracles of any kind. What they are is basically connecting all of the present dots and to see where the path will kind of lead them and which helps them predict the future. And why do you need to predict the future? So that you have an advantage over your competition uh, when you're doing anything. Now what leaders do is basically they don't predict the future, but since they know, uh, they can see a bunch of dots, uh, they know where the future is probably headed. Uh, and a great example of this is Microsoft licensing MS-DOS to IBM rather than selling it. Uh, there seem to be some uh, dots that Microsoft could see, uh, which allowed them to take that bet that the software is going to make the hardware irrelevant or rather commoditize the hardware, which is why owning the operating system was more valuable than owning the hardware. Elon Musk has made similar bets. His bet was if you can reuse a rocket, the cost of getting stuff up uh, into space is going to be way cheaper, thus making a Mars mission plausible. Another great quality of uh, leaders, uh, and this is going to get a little meta, uh, <laughs> bear with me, is their ability to look at the world with multiple lenses. Now you get it, multiple lenses. They basically can disconnect themselves from the company and look at their own company from a third person's perspective or an outsider's perspective. That's not an easy job to completely kind of disconnect yourself. Great example of looking at your own company uh, from a different perspective uh, is an anecdote that Andy Grove used to give. Imagine yourself, uh, you're, you're, you're Intel CEO, this is 1985. Uh, the only thing Intel kind of does is sell um, uh, DRAMs and uh, they were the market leader at one point of time, but uh, they can't match the Japanese uh, onslaught as of today. And Gordon Moore is basically uh, the CEO at that point of time. So uh, one day, uh, Andy Grove goes to Gordon Moore and says, uh, let's say we got kicked out today and the board appoints a new CEO. What would the new CEO do? Gordon Moore, without any hesitation, says he would get out of the memory business and focus on the microprocessor business. Andy Grove is like, why aren't we doing that now? You're the CEO. We can do that right now. But it's hard. If you had not, if Andy Grove had not uh, made uh, Gordon Moore look at that same problem from a different perspective, it might, it might have not clicked into anybody's mind that Intel actually needed to get out of the DRAM business ASAP and get into the microprocessor business again ASAP because they could differentiate themselves over there. Well, the rest is history. Intel became a massive company uh, that it is today. And they, they and Microsoft kind of controlled uh, uh, the growth of computing in the late 80s and the 90s. 
Now, the interesting part is leaders who can kind of disconnect themselves to figure out such transitions in a company are in most cases also leaders who are great storytellers and can tell a story as to why the company needs to move from uh, what they are right now to something else that's completely different, never tried before, would be much harder. That company might not make a revenue or a profit for a while. But that's where storytelling becomes important. And that's what leaders are, right? They are, they are multiple things, actually. And they, they excel at multiple things, which is what makes good leaders. That wraps up our first episode of Multiple Lenses on Leadership. If you disagree with me or would like me to add a follow-on episode with some things that you think make uh, great leaders, do let me know. Email me at hello at multiplelenses.com. Our next episode is going to be around uh, SaaS pricing, uh, which I find very interesting and I've been thinking of a lot. Uh, an episode after that may be around uh, low-hanging fruits and feature factories. What would you like to gain a perspective on? Tweet at us at LensesPod or email me once again at hello at multiplelenses.com. Thank you. Signing off, your host, Ravi Vyas.